Good day. You're tuned into the 78th edition of Free City Radio. I'm your host in Montreal, Stefan Christoph. On the program today, I am going to bring you uh, another interview in a series that I've been doing that looks at organizing for justice in the context of Amazon. This is a conversation with Jason Schwartz, who works with Athena Coalition, which is a broad organization that is working to critique, mobilize, and undercut uh, the reality of the injustice of Amazon Corporation, looking at its role in terms of uh, very violent labor practices on the ground. Um, you know, we're talking about one of the major corporations of our time that has expanded exponentially in the context of the pandemic. And this conversation, I think, looks at a lot of intersecting points around the role that Amazon plays, not simply as a workplace, but on a cultural, political and infrastructural level in terms of um, uh, data systems, in terms of surveillance. And I think that Athena Coalition has done a, a lot of really important work to actually deconstruct and name a lot of the aspects of Amazon uh, today. Uh, so this is my conversation with Jason from the Athena Coalition uh, here on Free City Radio. Um, Athena is a large national coalition, um, 50, I think it's 60 plus groups now um, across a variety of issues uh, that came together, sort of recognizing that to take on Amazon, you have to coordinate strategies across a multiplicity of issues. Um, and so... Our focus areas are workers' justice, um, environmental and climate justice, um, surveillance, which we call the panopticon, because obviously Amazon is trying to develop infrastructure to surveil communities, workers, uh, people in their homes, um, and it's it's doing a really, really good job at, at laying down infrastructure. So like I said, workers, EJ, surveillance, local fights, so obviously you see a lot of the kinds of site fights that you're referring to um, happening in Montreal, you see those site fights being you know, replicated all over the country, whether you're talking about warehouses and distribution centers or corporate facilities. Um, those fights um, might have a little bit different flavors everywhere you go, but but we're trying to coordinate strategy across site fights. Um, and then the, the fifth one is antitrust, um, because one of the sort of key pieces of operating procedure for Amazon is to is to monopolize whatever sort of aspect of business that it's getting into, whether you're talking about um, data or um, sort of the infrastructure of the internet um, through AWS or logistics and operations, which obviously it's um, it's really taking a hold of, especially as far as e-commerce e goes. Um, and so we're, we're working both at the state and at the federal level here in the U.S. Um, to pass modernized antitrust legislation that aims at the big tech monopolies that are really um, a different beast than was imagined by our um, pretty outdated um, existing antitrust laws. And so um, <clears throat> we're, uh, yeah, like I said, about about 60 plus groups working across those issues with like a much broader network beyond our member groups. Um, like we, we work with, with international groups working on Amazon. We work with other organizations um, here in the U.S. that that aren't signed on as member groups, but are but are you know have have shared um, strategy and in, in, in many other ways that we align. Um, and uh, you know, it's as coalitions go, it's big um, and uh, messy. Um, 
Um, and, you know, um, there are, uh, um, you know, folks are working on a ton of different things at once, but, but the sort of um, the conditions are the same across the board. Like the, there is a, a very, very, very large target um, that has uh, a pretty, at this point, predictable way of operating. Um, and, that, and that way of operating is, um, it's pretty unjust. And so um, we're able to find, find ways in which we can organize together across those issues. It's actually been really, really useful to do it that way um, because sometimes you're like, well, you know, this is a small business issue or this is a, this is a, a racial justice issue. But then, you, but then when you have sort of groups who are thinking about these issues from different angles coming together, you realize, wow, it's a small, it's a POC led small business issue, you know, <laughs> in a certain way. And that's the way we can message it. Or, you know, it's not um, surveillance and workers. Like there's a very, very like clear set of, um, interlocking um, concerns there that might not be addressed if you're just running a surveillance campaign or, or running a worker campaign. Yeah, that intersectional organizing um, framework so important in looking at Amazon. So the target is Amazon. And if you're in the US, obviously Amazon's based there, um, as we know, it affects the world, uh, including you know this indigenous land that colonial powers call Canada. Um, so when you talk about antitrust law, can you break that down just for people maybe who don't remember or didn't follow what that looked like in other domains, if we're talking about big banks or uh, media conglomerates, um, you know, why that focus and sort of why is it important to think about that sort of legal um, approach in challenging Amazon? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good question. And, and one that... Um... I think comes up for a lot of groups that aren't, you know, explicitly focused on legislation or or um, business oriented legislation in our coalition. They're like, why are we focusing on this, or or what's the um, what's the immediate gain? Um, um, and I'm happy to go into that. But yeah, for first of all, um, I, I think I may have failed to mention as you did that that our explicit target at Athena is Amazon. Like we are focused on. Uh, on uh, um, challenging the like excessive growth of Amazon's power. Um, like that is our sole purpose. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, so, um, you know, antitrust law exists to explicitly, um, or at least originally in, in theory to, um, to promote competition um, in the marketplace um, and also to protect uh, consumers in the marketplace. It's like, you know, when you have overly large corporations that control, you know, say the rails as the, as the railroads did um, in the 19th century, then that, uh, you know, you can't really do much as a competing business to, um, to, to achieve uh, any kind of standing. And also it allows that, that, that corporation to impose its will, whether it's prices or schedules or whatever you want to call it, um, on consumers. And so originally conceived antitrust law was meant to undo that first aspect. Um, and this is a very, very gross esti estimated version of, of, this, of the story of the history, but was meant to undo that that original that first aspect of, of antitrust law um, in the 80s and uh, and into the 90s. U.S. antitrust law got got sort of rewritten um, to um, to create a new standard called the Consumer Standard um, that was meant that basically took away any sort of um, uh, like uh, anxiety over competition um, and and placed the onus on antitrust law on to whether or not consumers are being harmed. Um, and that 
open the door to organizations, like corporations like Amazon, for which the consumer is like the sort of center center of the business, because it can continue to like keep prices low, for instance, or to to produce a like extremely well functioning logistical network. Well functioning, I mean, like it gets the things there on time. Um, um, and everything else be down. Um, that's not that's not passing muster in the 21st century. It wasn't passing muster in the 80s. It was a you know Reaganomics kind of thing. But um, but it's certainly not passing now because um, we're seeing that even if it can sort of claim you know low prices and this and that, um, it's it's the harms are are massive across so many different aspects of our lives. Whether you're talking about Amazon's ability to surveil us in our own homes or you're talking about Amazon's ability to sort of like willy-nilly pollute our communities, um, or, um, you know, probably most uh, notoriously, um, its ability to um, exploit and harm workers uh, on its way to um, to dominance. Um, and so we, we need antitrust laws that are, that are addressing bigness uh, in the way that internet companies are big. Um, um, and so uh, the antitrust laws that, that we're moving toward here in the US, um, are largely focused on big tech so far. I mean, I think this is the first step in a, in a larger um, rewriting. Of, and this might be going over long here, I apologize, but um, a larger rewriting of antitrust laws that, that address the harms that, 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 that these modern day companies have. And Amazon, and so, so some of the bills, they're strange and kind of arcane, but, but, but they actually get at some of the really important aspects. So for instance, there's one bill, there's six bills right now in front of Congress and, um, over time, companion bills are being um, introduced in the Senate. Um, there's one bill, for instance, that is like, um, if you are the owner of the platform and then you are introducing products on the platform that create conflicts of interest, you can your business can be essentially separated. It's a structural separation bill. Um, and that's one that we're really focused on. Um, there are a few that we're focused on, including a mergers bill, including um, uh, an interoperability bill that allows your data to you, the user, to own your data and move between platforms with your data. Um, but the one that we're really focused on uh, is, a, is a separations bill, a bill that, that allows um, enforcers and, H and uh, regulators to, to break up companies that are just um, taking advantage of um, conflicts of interest and, and, and destroying small businesses. Um, you know, over and over and over again here in the U.S., we see small businesses, you know, claiming they can barely breathe, um, given Amazon's pressure on them. And a, a recent report by an Athena member that just came out this week shows that Amazon's fees on sellers just in the last 10 years alone have increased. They're taking 34 cents out of the dollar at this point um, from uh, up from 19 cents just a few years ago. So you're seeing that, that that's 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 what modern day monopolies look like. It's like slowly, slowly, slowly um, choking off small businesses because they own the rails. I mean, there's a really key point there in terms of antitrust law, in terms of the definition as as um, defending the rights of an individual consumer as opposed to defending the rights of the collective impacts on society. So that's like a totally different vision uh, opposed to like the, the, the sort of 1980s Reaganomics Thatcher uh, vision of, you know, or Mulroney in Canada of like individuals as opposed to a collective society. We can see Amazon only got going because of collective infrastructure, roads and the post service uh, period. So just in terms of reorienting this um, uh, framework and how Amazon can be sort of an avenue through which to 
or path <laughs> through which to think about um, uh, not just consumer rights, but the impacts of corporations, not on individual consumers, but on society more broadly. Um, yeah, um, that's right. I, I feel like um, people tend to understand Amazon um, solely as a place where you buy things. Um, and I think it's, um, it's, it's, there's, there continues to be massive goodwill for the company, despite all the, um, all of the, uh, um, sort of bad press it's gotten in the last two years, but, but there continues to be massive goodwill for the company because people can't imagine their lives without it at this point. Um, um, and that's, you know, that's because it's unclear to most people the costs that they're paying outside of the the money they spend on the marketplace um you know and, and i think that that's one of the one of the reasons that we exist as a coalition um is to is to do our best to demonstrate the, the larger costs um the costs and sort of like continuing to to bleed out um the small businesses that that give life to our communities um, continuing to watch our friends and neighbors' bodies be destroyed by working in Amazon facilities or driving on routes, um, continuing to see um, mostly BIPOC communities um, be polluted and be sort of hot zones for asthma in children because Amazon's truck traffic and distribution truck, truck traffic um, in, in their backyard. Um, and continuing to see like our democracy erode because Amazon is buying off politicians. It's the second largest contributor in this in this country after Facebook. Um, so yeah, we um, um, we see the monopoly power as, as, as central to, to to what we're trying to do, which is which is which is explain a company that has um, whose co whose operating costs are, um, on on individual consumers on individual people um is 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 too high um and and it needs to be that needs to be reined in respect respect i appreciate that breakdown one of the the um vulnerability points of amazon is of course the workplace uh, you know and the capacity of amazon drivers or warehouse distribution workers to organize right and i know that athena coalition is aligned with various struggles happening around workplace organizing so i'm just wondering um, and unfortunately, and I'm not saying this simply to just critique big labor, but there hasn't been a connection made between a lot of big labor in terms of not to say big labor is bad or good, but just just to name the, the reality that, you know, major traditional trade unions haven't really, in a lot of cases, been able to organize within the context of Amazon. So can you just talk about the importance of thinking about the vulnerabilities of this huge corporation you just described and its impacts in terms of worker power, right? If we think back to like the origins of unions or like coal miner strikes, right? Like they can have an impact. Yeah, I mean, just starting with the, the question around um, big unions and 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 organizing, um, um, it's you know, big unions have have been looking at Amazon for a long time in, in the States and obviously in Europe where, where, where they've made a lot more progress than they have here. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, again, it, it comes down to some of the, the, the legal stuff that we were talking about before. Um, it's, uh, it's, it is a really, really tough case to organize at a company that has 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of distribution centers um, in, in widely distributed geographies. Um, um, not to mention a company that has proven itself to be ruthless in violating the, the very few labor laws that we still have left in this country um, and that surveils its workforce to the point of self-policing, sort of a panopticon situation within within the facilities. Um, so it's um, it's not easy. It's it's not an easy place to to organize. I mean, to, and on top of that, turnover at some of these facilities is a hundred percent, one hundred fifty percent a year. So like you're trying to create an organizing committee, or you're trying to get some momentum, and it's it's tough because people's bodies are being broken, um, and, and they're afraid. Um, so. This is the this is the difficulty of organizing in, in at Amazon in, in in the United States at least in this in this um, in this current climate. It's it's been hard, and I think most of the unions have been trying to find a way in um, and not, you know, undergo the kinds of failures that you know now we've seen a couple of times where um, you think you've got some momentum, you think you've got um, the personnel on the ground um, and the organizers, and you know. Amazon's able to sort of tactically outmaneuver um, uh, through, you know, you know, um, forced audience, you know, um, meetings, um, but through sort of dastardly text messages, dastardly text messages and emails um, that scare the living daylights out of employees um, um, to just straight up disinformation. Um, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really, really tough context. And, um, the the union representatives that that I've spoken to and have, and have seen talk about this um, um, have, have kind of consistently reiterated that it's a, that it's a tough environment. With that said, <clears throat> um, to sort of address your questions, I I, um, I think there is you know a path. There has to be a path forward to to. to to organizing Amazon employees, um, um, and you know, while it's not going to be as like clear as like shutting down a coal mine or or turning a valve or something like that, um, um, it's um, you know it's going to be about developing you know a broad network across distribution centers that and and starting to get those first few wins uh, here in the states. Um, we're a ways away from that, um, but but um, some of the key unions. Are joining with you know alternative labor and some of the great sort of uh, homegrown um, initiatives within Amazon facilities, like Amazon News United. Um, um, and I think that like you know as as our infrastructure and our organizing and our you know online to offline skills in, improve, um, we're going to start seeing some of these facilities turn. I, I think it's you know it's going to be one of these like just wars of attrition where we're, where we're winning a facility here and a facility there um, uh, until we have a broader strategy. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no union strategist. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I work for a coalition that, um, that doesn't have a lot of union representation within it. Um, there, there, there are some unions in our coalition, but m most, most of the labor groups are alternative labor um, orgs and, and worker centers. Um, and, you know, we sort of see our approach as complementary to the union approach where we're organizing whole communities, where we're organizing around the whole worker um, as like a person who's embedded in social relations and, and in politics and, um, you know, um, is a, is a um, 
is breathing air and, you know, drinking water that, that might be polluted. So, um, yeah, I think our, our approach is, is not so much about like getting facilities organized per se, although that's something that we, we are, we are trying to do, um, um, as much as, as much as it's, um, trying to like empower workers as, as, um, to, 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 you know, have, have agency and make their own decisions. Thanks for sharing those reflections, Jason. So, Last question, uh, Athena Coalition, uh, please share the website and maybe just share any reflections you have. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to mobilize on this issue. Uh, it's not a clear cut, um, there's no clear cut path to uh, one point of, uh, you know, sort of victory, I guess, um, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a multi-staged, multi-pronged process of organizing. So. You know, I think just in terms of conceptualizing why organizing um, in the face of Amazon's power is important today, just for like activists of, you know, millennials, Gen Z, like why, why is Amazon important for us to think about, you know, in terms of like the power of this corporation and the power that we have to challenge that, you know, and to, to think differently about, about, uh, Amazon. I mean, I, I, for me, it comes down to having an analysis of power. Um, like, where does power reside in our, you know, national, international political contexts? Um, um, it is it like this abstract thing that is like possessed by some guy, or is it a thing that is wielded and exerted by um, a, a wealthy and powerful corporation? Um, you know, our vision is that, like, you know. Um, we're going at the power as we see it. Um, Amazon has uh, has like multi-pronged, multifaceted power across too many issues in our lives. It is able to determine how our politicians move and act. Our elected officials, I mean, move and act. It is able to um, to uh, um, exert power over hundreds of thousands of very soon to be millions of workers all over the world. It's able to, you know, just wantonly pollute in our communities so like there there is just it's about not just having a sense that they have too much power but having a pathway and avenue toward challenging that power there's winnability across all these issues whether you're talking about organizing workers or organizing communities or, or passing state and, and federal legislation which which we're doing um there are pathways to getting in the way of amazon nothing demonstrates that more than amazon's like sudden you know, public relations efforts to to get in our way. Um, they 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 hear the footsteps and they, they know we're coming. I mean, th this is not Amazon didn't exist um, with this current sort of with a, with the current you know um, level of power that it has ten years ago. It's 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 new to our um, our economic lives, and it and that also means that it's not um, a, a constant force. Um, it's, it's finding, it's figuring itself out. And while it's figuring itself out, it's vulnerable for us, for, to us figuring it out. This is, that sounds like a lot of jargon, but, but the, the point is, you know, Amazon wins a lot, but so do we, you know, we win a lot. We're, we're, we're organizing people. We are, we are passing legislation. Um, and we are, we are, you know, we are winning a, a public relations war, to be frank. Like, you know, two years ago before the pandemic, there was very little critique of Amazon out there. Now it's mainstream. Um, people get it. People feel anxiety about clicking buy on Amazon. And I will say just on that issue, you know, 
boycotting Amazon is not necessarily the answer that it's difficult to do in a monopoly. And we're not here to tell people, especially people who are, you know, um, trying to survive through a two year now who knows how much longer pandemic, how to survive in this time. Like, but that's the nature of a monopoly. You can't avoid it. You know, it's sort of in certain ways, um, a question of privilege um, as to whether or not you can avoid it. Um, and so we're not out here trying to tell people not to, not to buy on Amazon. We're, we're telling, we're telling everybody that there's other ways to be involved, um, ways to push back against its power. Um, <clears throat> you know, whether it's organizing in your community, whether it's um, sort of contacting your elected officials, <clears throat> whether it's, you know, um, uh, you know, some EQ of, all of the above. Um, it's it's not necessarily a boycott. It's 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 um it's about a larger vision. That was a conversation with Jason Schwartz of the Athena Coalition here on Free City Radio. Uh, this is a series that I've been working on with the McGill Corporate Accountability Project supporting. Uh, these interviews are also for broadcast on CKUT ninety point three FM in Montreal Campus Community Radio. Uh, shout out to CKUT, ckut.ca. I'm doing this interview series to really look at uh, the organizing efforts going on around Amazon. Obviously, a critically important corporation globally that has um, played a central role in uh, shaping conceptions of labor, uh, of uh, workspace, and also of of how people access and buy products around the world. I think that it's really important to highlight and to lift up activist voices that are working to challenge uh, Amazon's um, global empire, in fact. So thank you so much to Jason at Athena Coalition for taking the time to join this uh, program and to share a bit about your work. I'm Stefan Christoph in Montreal. I produce two episodes of Free City Radio. Um, they come out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, this is the 78th edition. Thanks for tuning in. And to finish the show today, I'm going to go to a track by a hip-hop ensemble based between Montreal and other points in the globe. Friends, awesome folks, this is Nomadic Massive, and I'll talk to you soon. Please tell a friend to subscribe to Free City Radio. Thanks and take care. We celebrating, no time for beverage, you're just been conversating Sweat up to we bust out your shirt, there's no hesitating But me business, my long time, they need the racing When now if you don't, it's random track, too frustrating Stamp on you, own you, are the boss If you can't say when you run, then we know it's off, it's off Your fans are praising rain, I found them wanting, wanting us to die You have to hold them like people, I'm sure you are bringing this Today you live in a moment, forget everything you thought you were knowing We be assembling, there is no semblance, feminine energy we be bestowing Ah, quiero ves como es, eso aquí va chico mover La sede paso se no moda, ni que da aquí va a ser como da, toda la plata
place Sans les menaces, ni les menaces de ton époque Tu te débloques, le temps d'une nuit We gonna rap when we hop on the beat T'as pas de cœur en porcelaine Tu vas toujours où la force te mène Tu sais très bien où les fortes laissent Oui c'est la fête dans la forteresse Boom Nous venons de fêter, 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 nous venons de fêter,